Dear listener, we hope that you've been enjoying the variety of podcasts that we have on our network. Now is your opportunity to help us by telling us a little more about you. Please visit jcastnetwork.org survey and complete our listener survey so that we can learn more about you and your listening habits. Again, please visit jcastnetwork.org survey. Thanks so much. You are listening to Jcast Journey, the inaugural podcast of the Jcast Network. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome back to Jcast Journey. I am, as always, your host, Daron Risquet. I want to get this one right, which is why this episode may sound a little different than most of the 135 Jcast Journey episodes you've heard over the past five-plus years. I've enjoyed the conversational, non-scripted energy that has been the hallmark of the Jcast Journey for nearly all of my episodes, but this one is different. It's different for a lot of reasons. It's different because I've done more quote-unquote journalism for this episode, reaching out to a variety of people, journalists, thought leaders, etc., to help me think through this issue. And also because the issue that I want to talk about is not simple. In scripting this episode, I also hope that it is clear, as clear as possible, that while this episode deals with a specific issue and the way a specific entity dealt with the issue, it is not a statement of disrespect for the organization that made the choice, nor am I explicitly stating agreement or disagreement with the decision that was expressed. Are you confused? Well, that gets us to the crux of the issue. So let's start at the very beginning. On October 13th, the Jewish Week came out and, for the first time in its history, endorsed a presidential candidate. At the time, we were less than one month away from the presidential election, and to say the least, this has been a divisive, intense presidential election season. That being said, this podcast has absolutely nothing to do with the choice of candidate that the Jewish Week or the Jewish Week Media Group, chose to endorse. It won't be about that because as a 501c3 nonprofit organization, or rather a project that is fiscally sponsored by a 501c3 nonprofit organization, I am well aware that endorsing a specific candidate could jeopardize my status as well as that of all of the other important projects under the umbrella of the Center for Jewish Culture and Creativity. And this is sort of the crux of the issue. I am currently doing work for a synagogue in New York City, and in advance of the Amim Noraim, the High Holidays, an email was circulated that expressed what a rabbi, or rather a member of the clergy, should and should not say in this heated political moment in order to stay on the right side of the rules that regulate nonprofits. So, I found myself shocked when on the morning of the 13th, after being amazed that Bob Dylan had just been awarded the Nobel Prize, to see that the Jewish Week, a vaulted Jewish newspaper and a source of Jewish content, and until further investigation that I'll get to ahead, I believe to be a non-profit organization, had formally, and for the first time in its history, chosen to endorse a presidential candidate, Secretary Hillary Clinton. But as it turns out, the issue I want to discuss has almost nothing to do with the endorsement itself nor the issue of whether a nonprofit organization is allowed to make an endorsement without jeopardizing their status. It's about language. Let me explain. 
So, when I saw that they had done an endorsement, I was surprised, as I had always thought that the Jewish Week was a non-for-profit entity. I knew that if you gave to Federation, you got, at a minimal level, you got a free subscription to the paper. And for some reason, I just thought that was it. And as I knew the rules about political endorsements, I was confused. To try to make heads or tails of the issue, I went to the Jewish Week website, and lo and behold, on their About Us page, there was the following text. The Jewish Week was born in the 19, late 1970s, a small tabloid. It was produced out of an office outfitted with typewriters and a ticker tape machine. The newspaper has grown in size and sophistication to become the Jewish Week Media Group. Today, the newspaper has three regional editions serving New York City, Westchester County, and Long Island. It reaches more than 55,000 households each week, while our online edition receives about 150,000 visitors monthly. And the JWMG, Jewish Week Media Group, that's my edit, aims to inform and inspire the Jewish community worldwide through publications, websites, events, custom publishing, and programs. We have expanded in order to better serve our increasingly diverse Jewish community. Your generous tax-deductible contribution helps make all of this possible. Click on the links below to learn about all that we do. And below that is a donations button. When you click that donations button, you are brought to the Jewish Week Media Group donate page, which has the following text. WMG. Information. Inspiration. Your source. We bring you publications, programs, and events that connect and strengthen the community in New York and around the world. Join our mission. Support the Jewish Week. Your gift is tax-deductible through the FJC, a 501c3 public charity that holds donor-advised funds for Jewish Week programs. All gifts made to FJC that are designated for the Jewish Week are tax-deductible to the extent allowed by United States law. Make your tax-deductible donation online. So, let me parse this for you. This text indicates that the Jewish Week is not its own 501c3 nonprofit, but that it receives donations through the FJC. This is not uncommon for many small nonprofit projects, JCAST Network included. From my experience working with Fiscal Sponsor, although JCAST Network is not itself a nonprofit, we are expected to behave in the same ways as our fiscal sponsor is, so as not to get them in any trouble with the IRS. So, confused, I emailed Gary Rosenblatt, the editor and publisher, and asked what this was all about. There was no malice in my query, only an attempt to gain a better understanding. I promptly heard back from Rich Walloff, the associate publisher, who said, and I quote, the Jewish Week is not a 501c3. Yes, we have a foundation managed by FJC. However, the funds individuals or foundations may give to us through FJC are tax deductible. We are permitted to use those funds only for specific programs related to youth programs, community events, and certain education-related items. Hmm. I then returned to the text of the Jewish Week donations page and no noted that it said, your gift is tax-deductible through the FJC, a 501c3 public charity that holds donor advice, da, 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 da. The, the important but easily overlooked wor word there is programs. Now, I have no doubt that the Jewish Week has had their lawyers look at the text of this page and have thus determined that as long as they do, in fact, 
only use the funds for these specific programs. I'm still not 100% sure what those programs are, but I do know that I've seen public debates and things like that that I assume fall into that program's area. They're in the clear. But my feeling is that it is not so clear. The About Us page explains that explains what they do. And while they do have a line that says through, pro, through publications, websites, events, custom publishing, and programs, it follows with your generous tax-deductible contribution helps make all of this possible. Note my emphasis on the word all, not theirs. As a newspaper, the Jewish Week knows the power of words. Crafting words is the difference between bad journalism and good journalism. So being legally correct is not the same as being correct. I believe that anyone who reads the text on the pages of the website could easily assume that the Jewish Week considers themselves a 501c3 organization. They very easily could assume that their donations to the Jewish Week media group would support the important and impressive journalism that they do, and would like the fact that they could support the important we work of the Jewish Week and also get a tax write-off. So what do I want to see happen? I'm not looking for the Jewish Week to take back their endorsement and wouldn't talk about it if, if, I did, if, I, if I did in this forum for the reasons that I've explained. I don't want them to lose their tax-exempt status, as I am sure that it allows them to do important programs. What I feel they need to do is to change their language, to make it explicit that the support that they are happy to take, and should be, is specifically for certain programs and not for the journalism that they publish online and in print. Now, you may be wondering why I've taken the time to post this episode. I don't generally do reporting, and I actually do my best to focus on the great things that other media companies, can I call myself a media company, are doing. But Jcast Journey has in, has, was envisioned as my travelogue of the creation of a Jewish not-for-profit project. And I have focused in episodes on the issues of website, of content, and of course on the process of getting nonprofit status. And that is the reason for this episode, to contemplate the issues that surround the tax rules that limit nonprofit organizations but also as a treatise on the power of words and the importance of using words carefully. That's why I am scripted this episode. And I can't end this episode where so much conversation was had about donations to nonprofit organizations without making a pitch for your support of Jcast Network. If we are to continue to provide the content that we do, we need your support. So please consider making a tax-deductible donation to us through our fiscal sponsor by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks, and talk to you soon.